So we are always talking about a clean KPI in coaching the teams to make sure that it is really focused on their efforts of your team. So you can compare the, the dashboard of your car with the KPIs. And then uh, if you want to improve something, then you can uh, set some OKRs. Because the OKR is to create focus and you can't create focus by having five different objectives. And we use the, the data literacy framework for that. Can you speak, uh, write and uh, read data? Hey everyone, welcome to the Bo.com Tech Lab podcast. We share our experience with you. Speaking behind the screens of IT and tech in general at Bo.com, the largest e-commerce platform in the Netherlands and Belgium. We are sharing our approach to IT, e-commerce and retail platforms. The hosts of the show, Peter Paul van der Beek and Peter Brouwers. Hi, we already had some episodes on Bo.com becoming a product organization. And in this one, we will dive into how to measure the success of these products and set objectives for them, including measuring whether or not we're getting the desired results. And being a data-driven company, that's what we want to be. And so we have the data people to help us to get the right KPIs for all our products and support the products in defining proper OKRs. Yes, yes, OKRs. I think uh, last year um, we started to introduce them within Bo.com and I became really enthusiastic uh, about this uh, this way of working. Um, and it, it gets you focused on what you want to achieve. So that's, that's what I like about it. And I even start uh, to adapt them in my personal uh, goal setting. Uh, but one item which always triggers some discussion is the difference between key results on the one hand and KPIs on the other hand. So uh, maybe our guests of the show can help us out uh, for now and for forever on this one. Um, yeah, these data specialists, they empowered our product teams uh, in their OKR and KPI uh, journey. So time to introduce them, Peter Pan. Yeah, so, and this is actually the first episode where the complete set of guests is uh, the same as in a previous episode. Uh, so there's also a nice uh, statistics. And of course, with these data people, they love statistics. So maybe you heard them already in the in the episode about uh, Tableau. Uh, so today, again, we have uh, uh, Willem Beckers as a yeah, business intelligence uh, specialist, data coach, he also does some things with the uh, measurability month, I uh, noticed on uh, internal platforms. And we have uh, Frans Pollevaert, uh, also a business intelligence uh, specialist. He thinks he's a little overexposed. Uh, and I noticed he's a big fan of the Hoi An uh, food truck, which is our internal uh, uh, message boards are full of that. Uh, yeah, and he's, uh, he loves sharing uh, all kinds of data thingies within uh, Bold.com, also on these uh, platforms that I mentioned uh, before. So, uh, yeah, welcome, gentlemen. Thank, Thank you. you. It's an honor to be here for the second time, indeed. And we are uh, yeah. eager to explain you more about this because we got a lot of questions also internally about what is a KPI, what's an OKR, indeed. So, uh, we can explain it into detail here. Awesome. And, and I think it's good to give some, some context first about, uh, we mentioned some things like uh, domain, product, OKR, KPI. Let's start with the domain. What's that for you uh, guys? Willem. Yes. Uh, well, within Bodical, we have uh, eight different uh, domains. Uh, there are yeah, a group of um, teams or um, yeah, teams actually 
that uh, are yeah kind of similar, working on the same uh, big subjects. Um, so, for example, we have logistics, or we have advertisement, or BRMG. Um, we have the commercial operations, of course. So uh, that are kind of examples of yeah similar teams, product teams uh, that are working together on uh, on yeah on topics. And that helps us to really focus uh, on uh, on big topics as well. So uh, that's in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, and, and within the domains, uh, the, the teams uh, consisting of both business analysts, uh, software engineers, product owners. Uh, so um, they, they together work on a, a product or a set of products, eh, right? We call that we call those uh, the the product teams in Bulletcom. Yeah, or product areas sometimes, and there are yeah. different products. It depends on how large it is. So sometimes it's just one product, or it's a product area with again different products belong to that again. So uh, yeah, that's it indeed. Yes, from a high perspective, we have indeed in the different domains, and then within that domain we have uh, different product areas, and it consists of different uh, product teams. Uh, and then within a product team, maybe you have some smaller groups but actually it's kind of three or four layers uh, so not, not that big actually but um, that helps to keep a lot of focus and indeed it also consists of, uh, of business people working together with uh, IT uh, colleagues. Yeah. And, we, and we actually helped all those teams, all those product teams last mm -hmm. year with setting up uh, yeah, the, the product KPIs and also now with the OKRs and with uh, increasing their data maturity. Before we dive into into that aspect, uh, a, a bit more context around OKRs and KPIs, and and what does it stand for uh, for people that aren't familiar with with those terms? Yeah, so the uh, the the product KPI. If you're really talking about the KPIs and also attached to a product, so that's really how you could um, what what is the performance of your team. So if you're in the elevator with with the boss, uh, it, it was a long time ago that you were in the elevator, of course, but. If you're in the elevator and you want to inform him how is your product performing, then you could indicate what is your what is the KPI for product. Are you reaching your target? Yes or no. If you're yeah, uh, if you overachieved, then you could be very happy in the elevator. And if you're way below, then you could dive into the corner and say, yeah, it's not too good. We are just below target. So that's really about um, getting a better understanding of the performance of your product. That's really the KPI. If you are below your target, then you focus on the increase you made in comparison with the, the time before that, uh, the month before, for instance. I could imagine that one. But can you give an example of, of a product and a product KPI to make it uh, more clear? Yeah, for example, we have uh, within our own team, we have the number of active users in uh, Tableau. So that's something that uh, that's also recurring. Uh, it can always be, be more. Um, and also that's something that we are accountable for. Uh, it's something that's really close to our own product. That's also an important criteria if you choose a KPI. It, um, yeah, it's really helpful is it, uh, if it's close to your own product and you have a lot of influence uh, to it. Um, so that's, uh, that's one of the examples. Um, so, also so Tableau is, is the tool that we use for, for business intelligence within Bol.com. Uh, I know we have around 20 1,700 people working in Bol.com. So do you define it as a percentage of the, the number of employees that you want to achieve? When are you successful? Yes. Yeah. So we yeah need we 
calculated based on the amount of uh, employees that we have or amount of colleagues. Uh, and then we mainly focus, of course, the people on the yeah, on the on the office, let's say. Um, yes, and we also have set a target, which is uh, yeah, moving uh, maybe every month because uh, every month also new people joining uh, Bolas.com. So that's uh, yeah, we have to challenge, uh, keep challenging. Uh, ourselves yeah, yeah. Okay. it's an interesting example so that are the the, the, the key performance indicators was one of them of, uh, of tableau mm -hmm. uh, so, so then we move to the okrs to the objectives and key results um, if i want may add one more thing because i think also it's also good to mention what's often done missed wrong in the in the kpis where we also guide them on the data coach um, you should feel emotion with the kpi as a team so in case you um, your cape, the, the, the selected KPI is influenced by many external elements, you won't feel the emotion if you achieve it or if you don't achieve it. Yeah, maybe you feel an, a little bit a depressed emotion. Okay, it's oh that's caused by that team again. Yeah, then is your KPI not clean enough? So we are always talking about a clean KPI in coaching the teams to make sure that it is really focused on their efforts of your team. So we could be really um, yeah, happy if we achieve it because there is really no influence from others included, included in it. And an oftenly uh, chosen uh, KPI in a commercial organization could be, for example, the net promoter score, the NPS. But we always say, okay, don't select that one because the NPS is uh, impacted by uh, the transporters. It could be impacted by the weather. It could be imp impacted by uh, the public holidays. So there are many, many uh, external events which uh, you don't want to be um, yeah, uh, include a part of your KPI. So, so this connection with KPI means uh, you can you will take ownership of it so uh, because you can influence it and if, if if that's not the case then you know okay this is a wrong kpi yeah, yeah and if you yeah. if you discuss it in your meeting you see hey we don't achieve it you feel the emotion okay come on what we what could we do what uh, what kind of initiatives could we select next week to change this negative uh, trend yes and sometimes you see that, that, for example, in the product that I work in, that is actually the, 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 the key results, but also the KPIs are, are really close, uh, are depending on also uh, the operations that uses our software to, uh, to improve the results. Because let's, for example, say we, we make tools for internal users. And so we make uh, tools uh, that will improve their efficiency. But we can only achieve that if they are going to use the tools in the right way, which is only like, yeah, limited to in what we can affect because we can't stand by their side when they're doing their work and say, yeah, you should use it this way. So how do you solve things like that, uh, guys? So yeah, I think it's still a good indicator then or a, a KPI um, to select the, the the engagement with it. So how? Uh, and then you could start kind of initiatives that they are having the behavior, the wanted behavior. Um, so th th those are the drivers where you could uh, start in initiatives upon or maybe your uh, objective for the next quarter, if that needs focus, uh, to make sure that you get a uh, different behavior of your uh, in the intended behavior of your end users. 
exactly. So for example, let's say that we let very that, that we would have two user interfaces, and they would we would want them to move them to the new version because they think we think we can uh, work more efficient in that one. Then we should basically count the numbers of users in the new user interface, something like that. Uh, yeah, the, the adoption uh, should be definitely adoption. the adoption yeah. rate should be and could be a KPI. Or a key result that we can discuss maybe later. I think because it depends on the focus, of course. But in general, the KP, if you have a KPI that could that, that should be stable for uh, could be stable for one year, which is pretty long in uh, in bold.com, of course, in the, in the terms. And maybe it could stay there for two years. And the key result that is really where are you focusing on on a short term? And in many cases, that is a driver of your KPI, but it is a little bit easier to uh, to change or to influence. So you have to get the KPIs, which are really for the long term and for how what is the performance of your product. And if you mm -hmm. move it to the OKR, that is really where are we going to focus on the next quarter? And that is really three to four months. What is your focus point? And yeah. there you are selecting uh, different key results upon. Okay. Can you, if you give the, um, um, go back to the Tableau example, uh, you, you want to increase the number of uh, users in there, um, or at least you want to have it uh, uh, growing with, with the number of employees in bold.com on, uh, on a specific uh, level. What would be a key, a key result to, it, uh, to define for that objective? Yes, so we have at least, for example, we have a an, an, um, uh, specific focus for the coming period, and that's really about the, the people who have a uh, specific rights to edit, to create the reports by themselves. Um, how often are they using this functionality? So currently that's, let's say, 40%, and we want to increase it to, an, to the next level. Um, so that, that, that is also a key result actually what we have currently. So we will focus the coming months really about promoting and educating and inspiring this group to, uh, with the goal that they increase. So increase uh, uh, the editing functionality from 40% to 50%. So in that sense, we want to want to make a step change in there. Maybe you could say, is it a step change if you increase it with 10%? You can also say it's a real step change if we move it to 70%. Eh? Uh, and by creating different initiatives, we will make that uh, step change. Yeah. And, and, sorry, Willem, go ahead. Yeah. Ah, yeah, maybe for example, uh, previous quarter, we uh, had an, another key result. It was about the engagement uh, strategy. So um, there in this engagement strategy, we focus on specific uh, user groups. So for example, uh, the, the starters at bold.com. So they are not, not having a Tableau account uh, yet. So uh, when they started, after a couple of uh, weeks, we um, send them an email with welcome at, uh, at bold.com and we are really in a data-driven organization. Um, so yeah, we're making a lot of decisions uh, based mainly on, uh, on insights. So if you want to have access to those insights, um, yeah, you should use Tableau, for example. Um, yeah, we make really uh, user-specific content for them, uh, personalized content to get them started in Tableau, for example. And this also was one of the step changes that we applied uh, to influence, um, yeah, eventually the, the KPI of the number of active users, because 
if the starters already for already from the start using Tableau, they also will be long-term users, of course. Um, and another example is that we also targeted the, the number of uh, churning uh, users. So churning meaning people who are not uh, using Tableau anymore in the last five weeks or something. So uh, we also approach them with personalized content and also uh, try to help them to yeah, understand why they are we're leaving or we're inactive in Tableau and uh, also yeah, helping them out to be, become more active again. So uh, there are kind of yeah, examples how you can use an OKR or in this case key results, specific key results uh, to positively influence your KPI. Yeah, okay, and that's clear. And and uh, and with the example Franz gave is uh, was also clear that uh, our key results should be defined, right? Uh, so it should be uh, increase it from this level to this level and make it really explicit on, on terms like that. And it should be really, really where are you right now and where are you moving to? And mm. um, it's also important, especially with, if you're talking also if we coach, because we coach all the teams in Bold.com, it's around 40 teams. And what we often see that they have five different objectives. Uh, and then we say, okay, just go back to the drawing table because the OKR is to create focus and you can't create focus by having five different objectives and even better. And that's also still, still not done properly. Um, it is cascading. So what what could be done with? So of course, you know, what, what is your influence? What is your performance? Thanks to the KPIs. So you know, where are you responsible for and how could you improve it to the next level? But the OKRs is actually something to create a specific focus for the full company. We are moving to this direction and the domains could see, hey, how could we also attach to the OKR of Bol.com? The product areas could look at the OKR of the domain level. Hey, what is our influence to the OKR of our domain? And what kind of key results should we link to it? And then the product again. So it's really, then then you could, Hub could actually decide we are moving to the left. And then all the different elements below would <laughs> move to the same direction. And then you can make the difference as a company. And then is Hub also able to influence kind of the direction that we are moving instead of that we are all doing the thing that we think is the best to do at the moment. So it's really about focus and also moving everybody to the same uh, side. Cool. Yeah. yeah, so maybe it's a good moment now. Now we define the, the domains and the products on the one hand and the OKRs KPIs on the other hand to uh, yeah, to dive into yeah, your area, your uh, contribution to to all of this. Um, you stepped into this with uh, with the data uh, specialists. Can you uh, describe what you are doing, how you are contributing? Yeah. So, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, as we said before, uh, last year we uh, coached all the product teams. So there are actually more than fifty product teams already. Uh, we coach them on the KPIs first because that's also an important criteria. You should first set your KPIs and then set your OKRs. Um, you can maybe compare it with a car. So if you are driving without a dashboard in your car, so not knowing what is your speed, what is your oil temperature, um, yeah, then it's really hard to get the right direction where you are going to. So you can compare the, the dashboard of your car with the KPIs. And then uh, if you want to improve something, then you can uh, set some OKRs because yeah, without any direction, you're not gonna innovate really 
efficiency. Um, so first we did uh, all baseball, the API. But Baseball. This time I wasn't the one uh, starting with cars and Formula One. Eh? This is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's noted. It's noted. Small joke in between. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Yeah, no, we wanted to. We wanted to be invited for a third time, so we only use now uh, the Formula One metaphors. <laughs> uh, Willem. Yeah. yeah. So started with the KPIs first, and now um, we are also helping all the teams on requests with uh, with OKRs and. On the other hand, we also noticed that okay, only setting KPIs will not making bullet call more data driven. It's not enough. Um, we should really guide them even more. Um, but we also can't, can't uh, yeah, uh, help every team within bullet call because it's around more than 50 teams and we have limited capacity, of course. So what we do now is that we have uh, um, opened up an advanced program where we really help a couple of teams really uh, make a step change in becoming an even more data-driven team. So it's a project uh, for, for a couple of teams in each quarter. Uh, so around three months where we're helping and guiding them to um, yeah, become more data-driven. And it can be on one of the six elements of a data-driven team. So uh, if we talk about data-driven teams within Bond.com, you can maybe think about a yeah, certain culture, uh, self-steeringness. Uh, do they have the right KPIs and OKRs uh, about uh, the data itself? So do they have the data available to track all those uh, metrics? Do they have uh, the right definitions, um, etc.? It's also about um, the roles and uh, leadership. So do they, do they have to find the right roles within each team? Is the leadership uh, buy-in uh, there? Um, because yeah, the leadership should ask the, the team for specific data questions, and yeah, that also helps to create a, a certain data culture. And the last two is uh, is about the skills. So we define divide skills in more technical skills and more soft skills, and we use the, the data literacy framework for that. Um, so data literacy is about uh, can you speak? Uh, write and uh, read data. So reading data is more about can you uh, do some technical analysis, so maybe in BigQuery or in Tableau or another tool uh, about reading, uh, about uh, speaking and, uh, and reading data. Uh, yeah, it's in the, in the word itself. So can you interpret certain analysis and can you also uh, yeah, do some storytelling with data? Can you Get your message across within your team. Uh, so yes, that's a uh, that's yeah, that's the advanced program that we have set up. Uh, so we're doing that now for five or six product teams per quarter. Yeah, so what we do, we have an intake with the team with a questionnaire. Then we see how is the team rated, how do they rate themselves. And that is a very good opening for us as a data coach to start the conversation. So where are you now on the data maturity? Where are you now with the roles? How are, good are you with self-steering? Um, and then if you see they rated themselves low, then we have a complete program. Um, uh, how you could move from level one to level two or level two to level three. With data literacy, I think there is a new podcast also uh, coming up in the future about this topic. We can uh, talk uh, for hours about this topic. We created a full trainings program to move to the next level for the team. So what we do with the maturity scan, 
we start the conversation, we discuss what kind of actions are you going to take. Um, and uh, what we also do, we participate in a few meetings of the product team. So there we can really see how are they talking data in a meeting or not? Uh, are they asking each other the question, uh, why are you doing this? Which KPI do you want to influence? Hey, if we start this project, what are we going to stop? Is this really the right thing where we are putting our resources in? Uh, is, how is the key result performing? Are we still on track? So we have loads on questions. We even have created our own uh, kind of a cookbook, or how do we call it? A handbook? The Willem? toolbox. The, the toolbox, toolbox <laughs> of course. We created a data coaching toolbox with all kinds of interventions you could take for a team uh, if you want to improve on a certain area. And with, with participating in those meetings by giving them different ideas how you could improve, uh, it will also really help for a team to move to the next, next level because with only creating a good KPI and OKR, uh, that's not, uh, you're not there yet. You really should also use it in daily practice. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, the, the toolbox is really nice. It's also one of our, also one of our OKRs uh, actually uh, last quarter. So that's uh, also a step change for us. Uh, and it consists about now more than 100 plus uh, interventions. So uh, uh, divided over those six, uh, six elements of a data-driven team. So what I said before, like the, the culture, the self-steeringness, the skills, the, the data. So um, the toolbox can be applied uh, actually for all the teams. Uh, it's also a way to be more scalable um, because, yeah, unfortunately, we cannot coach uh, all the teams uh, because of limited resources. So uh, the toolbox can also be used by teams uh, themselves. So uh, they can they can look at it and see some interventions that they can apply by themselves. It's, uh, That's a bit unfortunate for us because we actually like to also do all those <laughs> interventions ourselves. Um, but maybe in the near future, the next quarter, we're actually going to also make it more public available for everyone, so they don't need Willem and Frans anymore in their uh, in their meeting. Although I still <laughs> think also good. Hey, you you want to uh, to speak uh, data? Um, so uh, make it uh, story based. So maybe it in, it's interesting to to pick one of the products you worked uh, closely together with to uh, to improve from uh, from level one to two or so and 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 describe it as an example. So what uh, what, what did you find when you jumped into that team and and what did you do uh, and and what KPIs did you set? So yeah, make it come alive what you do. Do we have great examples? Yeah, we, have, we have lots of examples. We could talk yeah. about advertising, where customer CSI, maybe a customer, uh, the customer team, Willem. What, what's a good idea? Yeah, let's start with the company. Yeah, let's start with, with CSI, for example. Or yeah, um, yeah. So our um, the, the, the CSI, uh, CSI. I'm sorry, that's of course a abbreviation. Where does it stand for? I have no idea. Customer. <laughs> Oh yeah, customer uh, service innovation or interaction. Yeah, but I don't have them completely up. But uh, what I can say more in general is that the CSI team uh, wants to look uh, way more data uh, to measure their uh, yeah their performance. So uh, they have also um, some data outside Bol.com from uh, from server systems that yeah. are hosted by third parties. And uh, one thing that we are doing is that, uh, that 
we are helping them uh, or actually guiding them to get the data outside bullet.com into BigQuery itself. And then from BigQuery, we can push it towards uh, Tableau and to their, um, their team dashboard. Um, yeah, so you can maybe imagine it because this is outside bullet.com, it's a uh, yeah, big challenge to get it, uh, get it inside. But that's, for example, this is actually one of the examples that we are helping them. Because if the data will be available, it also has a positive influence on, for example, the self steeringness because then uh, their team dashboard become more uh, more enriched with uh, with with metrics. Uh, yeah. Uh, another thing that yeah we also um, yeah joined a couple of team meetings uh, with them, and so really yeah uh, after after some team meeting we give direct some some feedback. About how they are discussing their uh, their metrics, um, and uh, I think I did the first meeting and Franz the, the second one, yeah. and you can already see that in the second meeting they already uh, picked up a lot of feedback from us. Um, so the second meeting was really, yeah way way better. Um, so that's yeah something that has a big uh, effect on them. Yeah, in that yeah, sense, you really, you really need also the data coaching in the meeting itself. In the meantime, also search for their uh, their key result. Uh, it's really about shaping up the foundation for their uh, yeah for uh, for the service experience of the future. And they're really set up what they did very good now. Uh, for example, making sure that every key result has an owner. So we they even included very nice pictures with it. So they made it also nice looking. Uh, with uh, also that if they look look at it back in, in in every week, they can really see okay that person we can at least ask how is it performing? How are the initiatives in, attached to these <coughs> results performing? For example, decrease the average handling time from I won't tell you the, the figure, but from X to Y. And then they know exactly who they could ask. It doesn't mean that that person is responsible for doing all those initiatives, but at least you have one person who knows all about the details about the initiatives and if they work or they don't work. Are you still on progress? You know the person who you could ask it. So that is really um, how we could also help them to make sure that they learn from other teams who maybe didn't do it and where the, the key result was. Uh, in the end forgotten because what what happens if you don't have these kind of in interventions from us you create the OKR in, in, in December and then in March you have the review of the OKR and then everybody is forgotten about the OKR and nobody knows oh what was the definition of that key result oh yeah oh we didn't make it but where is your focus then if you don't even remember it anymore and if you didn't discuss it on a weekly basis? So that's really the added value of the data coaching that we make sure with the advanced program that we are in a meeting, that we make sure that they also discuss it and they have a very good idea if they are on track or not. So that's the, uh, how, how we help them as a human being <laughs> with, um, yeah, internalizing it. And to, to, to summarize it in this specific customer service situation you first help them to get the data in so to to be able to define your your kpis uh, at, at all and then you made a step towards uh, defining the the key results so the objectives and the, and the key results yeah and the last step and you're now in in that step i think you described like that is helping them with the way of work around it to um, yeah yeah although the data should never be in 
excuse for not creating product KPIs or OKRs. So um, even if the data is not available, yeah, then you have to find another solution to, to make something an, an intermediate solution, because I think there's always a need for more data. And you should never say, yeah, but we don't have that specific set of data yet, so we can't create a KPR or uh, an OKR, because it is, we are, yeah, it is otherwise never enough and you will never start doing it. So data availability should not be an excuse for not starting with a KPI or an OKR. It could be an initiative for the future to make it even better. Mm. But for the moment, you can always start. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> what, what, what I was wondering, because you are supporting all these product teams, you like also have a way to track the results on how they are doing with defining OKRs and KPIs. Did we think of that or not? So basically, do we have like a maturity model for defining our OKRs and KPIs in Bold.com? That's the question, I guess. Uh, we created ourselves a model how you could easily create an OKR in a session, I think in 30 minutes. So we create. Uh, okay. Actually, Willem is the inventor of it. We do it by uh, <laughs> with, a, with, a, with a yam board or a whiteboard. Uh, at least we can all work at the same time in it. Mm -hmm. And um, maybe uh, may I tell or will you tell the <laughs> because it's your product, Willem? Oh, yeah, <laughs> So it's but you just in the in beginning you start with 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 what is the purpose of your product, uh, and also uh, preferably looking at the OKR from the team above you, and then asking everybody, okay, create with a note what what is in your idea the best objective. Everybody includes it on the on, uh, on the whiteboard, and then with dot voting you select what is the best uh, objective, and then only one objective. Secondly, the second step with what kind of metrics could you measure the progress towards your objective? Now, in that sense, everybody is writing again the, the, the metrics. And then, then after that, you select uh, what are the best KPIs. And so then you select these metrics are the best indicator of the objective. And in 30 minutes time, you created an objective, which is uh, actually approved by everyone with the dot voting. So we are still in a dem democratic uh, organization. And also with helping each other with the, the metrics, you can also set a baseline. Where are you now? And when have you achieved your step change? So that is how we do it and, and model it uh, so that we can help a team within 30 minutes by uh, with creating a good OKR. Yeah. Yeah, we can also, yeah, of course, facilitate this uh, with the team. Uh, and also, this is also one of those interventions from our toolbox now. Um, so, uh, product manager or product owners can also go to uh, StudiBall. Um, that's, that's an internal learning platform. Yeah. Um, and then they can uh, follow one of the, the speaking trainings uh, and also learn how to facilitate such a KPI or a OKR session. Uh, so, they don't need us anymore. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and uh, yeah, one other question. Eh? The, during the introduction of, uh, of the uh, the two of you, uh, Peter Paul already shared that uh, you were involved in what we called the measurability month. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. What is it? And um, um, yeah, what did you achieve with it? And this measurability month was in uh, uh, October, if I. Remember correctly, and uh, it was actually one of our initiatives 
to support uh, our key result. Um, so um, if you have about the hierarchy of an OKR, first you start with an objective. It's about what you want to achieve. Then you have your key results. How are you going to measure the progress towards your objective? And uh, you can support your key result with certain initiatives. You can uh, think of to, to, yeah, to start your key result. Um, so uh, yeah, it was actually kind of an idea and initiative to um, to make more engagement about our uh, KPI sessions because we want to uh, uh, yeah coach all the all the product KPI teams uh, so all the, all those 50 plus teams within Bold.com uh, we want to have a KPI review session with them um, so we uh, yeah there's a promotion with the uh, with the measurability month and we achieved that we uh, yeah actually uh, reach all those 50 uh, product teams. Yeah, so we needed more visibility with our data coaching uh, capabilities and possibilities, how we could help the teams. So in the beginning of September and October, it was really going slowly. So then we started, what could we do additionally to create more visibility within the product organization? And this initiative, uh, even that you remember it, that helped us a lot. So in the end, we, we, we expected in, in the beginning of November we, so that we were not going to achieve this key result about helping those 40 different teams. But in the end, this initiative, together with many others, of course, because it doesn't help, you need more initiatives than only a measurability yeah. month, supported this key result. And the key result was going from 10 to 45 uh, product teams uh, with a KPI session. That's a tremendous boost. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And we only do it, I think we did it with, with, with three to four data coaches and then supporting the full ball.com organization. That's really uh, that's something that we are proud of. I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, we're working closely together with, uh, with Al De Hazard. Um, you already shared some about that. How, how do we, um, what do we do with them? Yeah, so what we do more and more also work together. So especially in um, sharing uh, knowledge and also methodology, how we are working and also how they are working. So what we did, we shared our data coaching program with the colleagues from Delhaize. We shared it also recently with uh, Albert Hein and also with our Delhaize group. And we also did even some OKR sessions with them. Uh, so that they can also get a better understanding how we do the OKR review within Bold.com. And that was really an, uh, yeah, a very an, uh, meeting with lots of energy uh, for us, but also for them. And also that we give a bit insights in each other's kitchen. Mm. So I think that's also more the added value of being part of the Aldo has a group that you can do it. Normally, it's more it's not really a transaction. It's really, even you, if you help the others, it's still good. The other way around as well, of course. Yeah, true. Yeah. And it makes it fun, also yeah. for us as data coaches. <laughs> and and then the, the the mother of all questions, of course, in this uh, this episode, I think. Uh, Formula One, or? No, not Formula One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I, yeah, the OKRs they should help to stay focused on the items that, that really matter. So, yeah, the question is, can we already prove by the data that the introduction of your program helped to stay focused? <laughs> Do we measure that? Yeah, so what we do, we, what, what we currently do measure at least is that we, with the starting of a team, 
um, uh, how mature are you? How how much how what is your data maturity level of this team uh, at the beginning, and what is the data maturity of the team at the end of the track? We don't have yet because it's one of the initiatives of this quarter, an, um, a measurement in place to to see what the added value of it is for the full uh, Bold.com organization and how data mature is Bold.com, because that's also an important question to us. How data mature are the different teams together as a whole? So we do measure it on team level, but not yet on a higher level. But that's yeah. something that we will start uh, actually this week with, uh, because the, the quarter just started. Yeah. And I assume you will follow the teams along uh, during the year. The, you you started with them, but uh, and now they're on their own and they're, they're autonomously working on on their product. So uh, along the year, you are going to check in with them and see how mature they still are, or in even further improved. Yeah, so what we do, of course, with, with, with the questionnaire, so with, with those surveys, we see where they are, if they are part of the track, where are you at the beginning and where are you at the end? And with the other teams we, we, who are not part of the more advanced program, um, we still have uh, the interventions possible by reviewing their KPI or their OKR, but we see more and more that they can do it more themselves and they need a little bit less our help. So especially in the beginning, there was a lot of the uh, adjustments had to be made to improve their KPI or to improve their OKR. But once you have done your OKR for a quarter, you already learn much more to do it next time much better because it's also learned by doing. And then less and less you need your uh, yeah the, the teacher or the, the data the coach, coach, the coach uh, yeah. for more intervention. So they are more yeah, yeah. autonom autonomously. <laughs> Great, great story so far. Hey, Peter Paul, looking at you, um, yeah, before we go to the closing round, do you have questions left, man? Uh, yeah, no, I was figuring how to get the, another Formula One uh, example in here, but I, I failed miserably on that one. No, and I have no questions left, so I think it's best uh, to go to the to the yeah, yeah, closing uh, round. And uh, yeah, for, for the, all our listeners, what's, what's your most important uh, takeaway? What should they really uh, do after they've listened to this podcast? Yeah, for me, if, if you are new to, uh, to OKRs, uh, I really want to advise you to, to get your KPIs in place first. Um, because yeah, what I already explained before is that, yeah, because you can't drive without a dashboard. Um, so first you have to know, okay, how, how is your performance of your team? And what are the KPIs where you are responsible or accountable for? Yeah, so uh, that's really important first step. Uh, and also those KPIs, that provides you important input if you are going to set uh, some OKR. So if a KPI is lacking, uh, you can also use the OKRs to improve your and positive influence your KPIs. So um, that's also uh, yeah, a really nice um, yeah, way to, to, to first, set your, first set your KPIs and then your OKRs. And, uh, yeah, the last thing is that if you first know your KPIs, then you also better understand what could be your OKRs. Um, so uh, remember that sequence. Yeah. And I think for me, it's also especially important to have the clean KPIs where you are really, which are really directly linked to the work of your team. If do you feel emotion if you make it or not? 
because then it also helps you to and motivate you to achieve it. And if you that, that you can buy the cake or <laughs> celebrate something, create a celebration session if you achieved it, because that's really vital for good KPIs. Um, yeah, and of course, also by looking, uh, so that's actually a second takeaway, also looking at it on a, rec on a weekly basis to see are, are we on track, yes or no, and that's especially linked to the key results, because that's about the focus, where are you focusing on right now, and you, you should not really look at it once every quarter, because it's about this moment where you put all your innovation power to. Yeah, if you don't do it like that, it it would be more a, a papyrus tiger, right? Uh, so that's yeah. not what you uh, what you no, want. Yeah. You want to make it. Yeah, you you want it for this this focus. So you have to stay focused on 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 the key results and yeah, uh, yeah clear. Yeah, and talking about the Formula One example, the, they have only one question to answer. If if uh, if you want to do something on the car, the only question that should be answered with a yes is: Does it make the car faster? If the answer is yes, you can do it. If the answer is no, you shouldn't adopt the car. So that's that's really easy, Formula One. So uh, think about that one. Um, yeah, and, and this session was also a bit confusing for me. I thought we had an engineering culture, but in this session I learned we have a data culture. So uh, I have to get my head around that one. Uh, but maybe it it, uh, it works closely together. Um, I think we have some cool items to add to the show notes as well, because uh, we talk, talked about six elements of data-driven teams, the data culture, data literally uh, framework. Uh, so a lot of stuff to share as well in, in there. Um, yeah, and you're so enthusiastic about this topic. Uh, uh, I, I can feel and I can see how you work closely together with the team. So it was really great to... Uh, to have this uh, talk with you guys and uh, thanks for your time to share to share that with us i think it's also good to add one uh, youtube video about uh, purdue who really explains the difference between the kpis and and the okr that really also inspired us uh, what is the difference so if you want to know what is a product kpi what is an okr and how you could use it watch that video it takes 10 minutes of your time but it really helps uh, a lot for your future thanks again Okay. And see you guys. Welcome. Yes, it's a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you liked the episode, check some of the others. Go to Spotify or iTunes, search for Tech Lab, and subscribe. Leave a five star review so others can find the podcast easier and spread the word. We like interactions, so if you have any questions or suggestions, find us on Twitter, LinkedIn, or mail techlab at ball.com. Hope to meet you in our next episode. Have fun.